You are listening to the V-Backlink Podcast. Welcome to Season 2. We are so excited to be bringing you another season as a V-Backlink. Today, you are listening to Episode 31, and we have our good friend, Anger. She traveled all the way from Moscow, Russia, to have her V-Back here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Before we get too much into her story, I'd like to turn the time over to Julie, who is going to read our review of the week. Thanks, Megan. Oh my gosh, yes, I'm so excited for this story and to hear all the details about it. But we have a review from our friend Destiny, and Destiny left a review on our Facebook page, and she said, these podcasts have done nothing but empower and encourage me. I look forward to the new podcast on Wednesdays as soon as the week starts. And that just speaks to my heart. I, I love Destiny so much. She's since had a successful VBAC since she wrote her review. And we are just so grateful for people like her and you that leave us reviews. It really keeps us going. It helps us bring you new and exciting content. So if you haven't already, go back now, pause the episode, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you don't listen there, head on over to our Facebook page, like us, and leave us a rating. Definitely. Seriously, you guys, we cannot thank you guys enough for these amazing reviews. We really do read all of them, and they make us smile so much. You are tuned in to the VBAC Link Podcast with Julie Francom and Megan Heaton, VBAC moms, doulas, and educators here to help you get inspired for birth after having a C-section. Together, they have created a robust VBAC preparation course along with this uplifting podcast for women who are preparing for their VBAC. Although these episodes are VBAC specific, they encourage all expectant moms to listen and educate themselves on how to avoid a cesarean from the get-go. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is not meant to replace advice from any other qualified medical professional. Here are your hosts, Julie and Megan. So we are going to talk a little bit today on this holiday season that is coming up. So the other day, my friend called me and said, Megan, I don't know what to do. The holiday season is coming up. I've gained so much weight already. She's doing mom. She said she's gained 20 pounds, and she said, how do I get through the holiday season and not gain a lot of weight? And I just looked at her and said, friend, or I didn't look at her because I was on the phone. I told her, friend, you need to not worry about it, first of all, because she looks amazing. She's doing everything. She works out, and I just don't want her to stress it, but I figured it'd be fun today since the holiday season is approaching here in just a couple weeks. We've got Christmas coming up. I wanted to share with you guys a couple tips on maybe how to keep the healthy food in the during the holiday season so you're not overwhelmed as well as enjoying it and not worrying about every single bite that you take. Because as pregnant women, you guys, we're working hard, we're growing babies, and it's it's something that's inevitable. We gain weight. It happens but we stress on it a lot. So I wanted to share three quick tips before we got into today's episode. So tip number one, if you're going to someone's house for dinner, which I don't know, Julie, are you going to someone's house or is someone coming to you? You know, Thanksgiving was at my house this year, but Christmas is going to be somewhere else. (laughs) Lucky you, lucky you. 
Yes. So, I mean, and, and even if it is at your house, then it's even easier. But if you're going to someone's house, offer to bring something that you know that you can enjoy and is healthy. Not that that's not going to, you know, it's going to add some extra pressure, I guess, onto you because especially if you have kids, you know, you're, you've got a lot on your plate. But a quick, small dish that you know is going to be healthy and something that you're going to enjoy, and hopefully others will too, like a sweet potato dish or green bean casserole or something like that, just offer to bring something that is healthy so you know that something that is going to be there is going to be healthy and in your preference of food for that day. And then tip number two, be a moderator, not an abstainer. So it is okay to enjoy your holiday season. You guys, I don't know, Julie, my family, they bake a lot. So they've got tons of fun, sweet things. What about you? My guilty indulgence is like anything from Costco. You know, the baking items, the chocolate (laughs) mousse cake, like all of those things. Oh, they're so good. (laughs) Wow. Hey, now I know what to get you for your birthday. Um, There you go. (laughs) But yeah, like I, you guys, I'm seriously, it's, it's not funny how uncapable I am to just eat one brownie. I have to have a million brownies. And if they're frosted and, you know, sprucened up for the season, I have a ton. So I think it's so important for us to remember that it's okay to enjoy the holiday season and enjoy these yummy foods that usually only come around once a year, you know, at Christmas dinner and stuff like that. So it's okay to eat and just moderate it. You don't have to look at it over there in the corner and think, oh, I want that so bad and not have it. Have one. Enjoy it. Just don't eat the whole plate like I do when it comes to brownies. And then tip number three is just remember to stay active. Stay active. Get a minimum of 30 minutes of cardio or, you know, walking or something a day. That's going to help as well. So just remember don't worry too much about gaining weight. Enjoy your season. Eat healthy. Don't eat too much of one type of brownie. And really, enjoy it. That's really good advice. I kind of am learning how to incorporate more healthy foods into my diet also, and I really feel like this is going to help me through this month, just eating more green foods and things that are are rich in nutrients. And like, you know, when you have a salad, get like three cups of romaine lettuce and maybe not as much ranch dressing and cheese, you know? So yeah, that's really great. I, I, I love that. Think about what you can bring into your diet instead of things you might want to abstain from and remember like Megan mentioned you're you're pregnant and it's okay it's okay to have cravings and it's okay to gain weight let's just get some good nutrition in there while you do it exactly exactly well all right so we better turn the time over to our friend Angela. we are so excited to hear her episode today you guys Russia to Salt Lake City Utah that is quite the travel oh my so, gosh do you know how many hours it is I know. Like, a lot. I, yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> so she really, really, really wanted this feedback, and we just cannot wait to hear her story. So without further ado, and uh, do you want to tell us your story? Yes. Hello, everybody. So today I'll tell you my two stories, which ended up 
differently, but in September with my two New Year last babies. <laughs> uh, so the first story started in 2016 uh, when I was looking to find the better place to have my child, and I chose Salt Lake City because it's um, a beautiful city with nice people, with a lot of kids, beautiful nature, etc., etc., etc. But my first birth was a hospital birth, and unfortunately, it ended up with the C-section, which I didn't hope for, <laughs> but it was like that. I was induced uh, when I passed my due date, and my uh, obstetrician just informed me that the next week he is going to the conference to another country, and he didn't leave me alternatives. <laughs> and I relied a lot on this doctor, as he was very positive in the beginning. He was a nice person. But anyway, uh, my body didn't react and didn't respond to his medical interferences. So after 60 hours of induction at the hospital, I was dilated just uh, one finger and my waters broke. And uh, after six hours, my baby, my baby's heart rate dropped and we were very concerned, and the only option, according to our doctor, was to make a C-section. So we went for that, and as a result, we met our girl, who was already very tired, as well as her mom. We were very happy, but somehow my feelings, my maternal feelings, they postponed, and uh, this love came a bit later than I wanted, for example. But we bonded very well at the end of the day. <laughs> After some recovery and uh, actually normal lactation, very good lactation, and uh, baby's Abgar points were very high, eight and nine points, I understood uh, that uh, according to the records, according to the records that um, I had problems with the blood coagulation so this were my concern that the next baby should not go through the surgery, like this kind of surgery for me. And um, it was written that my body didn't progress and the baby was too big. <laughs> so this CPD kind of. Yeah, the um, baby was too big and your pelvis was too small. Is what yes. Yeah. Yeah, as what they usually write. <laughs> <laughs> that is mm-hmm. so true. So for me, it was a bit of disappointment, but only now after I got pregnant with the second baby, I started to learn more about uh, physiology and psychology of women, of pregnant women. And uh, I did a, a lot of uh, blood tests uh, to check my blood problems and coagulation problems. And um, I decided that I need to find a place where I can give a birth naturally. And for Russia, it was not the case because after the first C-section, you just go for another C-section on the week of 38. So I decided wow. to go back to, yeah, to Salt Lake City before the contractions, before the natural contractions start. So I decided to go back to Utah, but I had to find... Uh, an obstetrician, and I didn't even uh, think about midwives or home births or birth centers, etc., etc. And uh, simultaneously, I started to attend hypnobirthing classes, and I met another circle of people who supported this uh, 
natural birth at the birth centers and uh, birth at home. And again, home births are illegal in Russia. So that was not an option for me as well, because if it's not uh, successful, then uh, I had to be sent to the hospital again. And uh, that was my concern again. <laughs> so I decided uh, to go back. And um, here uh, at the hypnobirthing classes, I saw uh, the videos of great births in Europe, in the U.S., into the water, and that was my dream. I learned a lot of breathing techniques, and one of the exercises was to find other women who had uh, best uh, VBAC or, in general, best experience of natural birth. So I talked to uh, several moms who had the VBAC experience, and uh, I signed up for a lot of publics on Instagram where I learned these uh, stories, successful stories, as well as uh, the ones uh, which were not that successful, <laughs> unfortunately. But anyway, I had to know also disadvantages and these uh, negative results as well. And uh, this time I found your public, the VBAC link, because I was looking for Yay! something in Utah. And uh, <laughs> we're so glad what, yeah, what was very surprising, you guys were a lot of support for me, and you provided a lot of information. Sometimes people do not want to share this kind of information, but you helped me a lot on my way. And I understood that I should do that. <laughs> So I should uh, I should go for a natural birth, not in the hospital, but maybe somewhere else. And here I met a lot of other couples who did the home birth and uh, or birth at the birth centers with the midwives. And so I started to look uh, for my provider who will help me to go through uh, natural birth, maybe even into the water. <laughs> So this way I found my doula, Megan, who helped me. <laughs> and actually, Julia, I was waiting for you too. <laughs> but that's good. <laughs> next time, yes, exactly, we will do that. <laughs> I call next the next baby. One. I call the next Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was very glad that even though uh, you were very um, busy, you said that you will take me and help me on my way. Oh, and yeah. also, uh, Julia, thank you for recommendation of the midwife. Uh, also through this uh, the web, uh, VBAC link, I found my perfect midwife who was uh, a big star <laughs> during yeah, our birth. Yeah, and uh, I liked her because she asked me a lot of like psychological questions during our first talk. Uh, about the support of my husband, uh, about my feelings towards this pregnancy and towards uh, the delivery and uh, some other things. So I understood that this is the person and she should be in my team as well as you guys. <laughs> so thank you very much for this, for providing this lady. Uh, the only concerns I had that I, I cannot <laughs> exercise much with this hypnobirthing because I had an older child and she was only 23 months and she needed all my attention. And uh, at the same time, also, I didn't have uh, my husband in the city and he had to return on uh, the week of 38 again. 
So I was afraid to give a birth before that. <laughs> um, but with this great team, I became very calm. And he returned on the week of 38. And before that, I did a beautiful drawing of, of my family, uh, my daughter, my husband, me, and my son, my future baby. This was my future baby. And uh, we were giving a birth into the um, top. And I even chose the day that was 18th of September. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I wanted to give a birth. Even it, it was a bit earlier for me, earlier than my due date. It was 38 weeks and three days. It was on the second day my husband arrived in Salt Lake City. And we had checkups with my uh, midwife and training with my doula. <laughs> so we were all prepared for this <laughs> And uh, just the next, yeah, we, we learned all these rebozo techniques and counter pressure techniques uh, with Megan. <laughs> and um, uh, my body was, I guess, ready. And at night, at 3.30 a.m., my contraction started with the waters. And I understood that this is real, real, real <laughs> a labor for me that I didn't experience the first time. And unfortunately, and I was very, very happy. I was very calm, and we used all the uh, rebozo techniques in the morning at home, and then on the way back uh, to the birth center, I used all hypnobirthing techniques, all meditations, uh, affirmations, and uh, I didn't feel any pain, pain of the waves. Uh, as I didn't have a nanny for that day, Tuesday, my nanny couldn't support me, <laughs> couldn't help me. Uh, we had to take our older child with us, and uh, she behaved very perfect um, at the birth center. She didn't disturb us much. <laughs> um, she was amazing. So, she was like, amazing, seriously yeah. amazing. And at the birth center, uh, I met my midwife, and she was calm, and then Megan arrived, and we started our <laughs> journey, <laughs> contractions journey, and we uh, tried everything. I think two times we did like two circles of all the exercises that we could mm -hmm. on the bed, <laughs> then in the shower, in the tub, on the rope. And I had a little bit of problems that my baby was posterior and asynclitic head, had mm -hmm. a, a asynclitic head. So we had to do a lot of exercises. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, Megan is so good at getting those babies to turn, though. I'll tell you, she's got mm -hmm. some magic. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's true. And uh, midwife, she was also observing a lot, and uh, she was coming and communicating with Megan, what should I do next, how should I improve. She was checking my baby's heart rate, and she was checking my dilation. So everything went well. <laughs> but then uh, at one point, my um, contractions uh, were irregular. So we decided uh, to increase level of my uh, natural uh, oxytocin. I don't know if it's oxytocin, right? <laughs> In English. Yeah. So we used the breast pump, which was very funny for me. <laughs> I would never think that I could <laughs> use I that. I know. Uh, you looked at me like, the wait, hospital. what? <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, and that helped a lot actually. And it went um, uh, my mm, the process went very well. Speed it up. We just uh, came to the, the phase of pushing, <laughs> uh, which were uh, yes again really great emotions for me, new feelings. And uh, um, between all these contractions, I was just uh, sleeping. I think it's a hypnobirthing class helped me or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was sleeping before, uh, between contractions. And uh, I was not very tired at that moment. So when the time of pushing came, Megan said that we should maybe try to move to the top again because I wanted to give a birth in the top. <laughs> she was very yeah. sweet with this. Yeah, that was the dream. And then with my husband, we went to the top. And uh, my baby, my older baby, she just woke up because uh, <laughs> I, I guess I screamed <laughs> too loud. And uh, <laughs> my husband was, hand, um, my hands were in his hands. So he was helping me a lot. And my two angels, my midwife and my Megan doula, <laughs> they were just um, near us. So that was a happy moment. And I, after 45 minutes of pushing, our boy arrived. <laughs> and yes. he didn't speak to me. And I felt this. And I think my husband, he uh, caught him and he caught his head and his hand, <laughs> which was also very funny. Mm -hmm. um, and then I had the first um, experience of the skin-to-skin -skin and latching moments and just relaxed and super happy, super proud of myself and my team. So that was my story, <laughs> positive story that I, I'm sharing now and I'm shared by now with a lot of people and I hope uh, this helped. Uh, uh, this will inspire other mamas who are getting ready for VBAC, for successful VBAC, I hope. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And something that truly was so amazing was Iman, her daughter, she came and sat on my lap and right, right when she woke up and came out and watched her baby brother and her eyes just got so big and the emotions were just so strong in there. Aww. We were all like in tears and mm -hmm. oh, it was such an incredible moment and the joy, the joy on your face was just it were, like, it was just priceless. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, we love you and we're so excited that you came here all the way from Moscow to have your baby and that you had us as your doulas. Like, it truly was an honor, and we are going to cherish your friendship forever. Thank you. <laughs> you were my Aww. angels on this way. Mm -hmm. Aww. Well, Aww, that sure is so sweet. <laughs> yes, we absolutely love you so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Interested in sharing your VBAC? Head over to thevbaclink.com slash share to submit your story. For information on all things VBAC, including online and in-person VBAC classes, the VBAC blog, and Julie and Megan's bios, head over to thevbaclink.com. Congratulations on starting your journey of learning and discovery with the VBAC link.